Hey everyone, and welcome to the Breaking the Barrier podcast, the podcast that helps to inspire you to go above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I'm Andrew, and that deafening silence that you hear is Zach on holiday. So, <laughs> welcome back everybody. Zach is away on holiday, so I'm going to do this one solo. Uh, we took, obviously, a little bit of a break between uh, Christmas, New Year's, and now. So I believe our last episode was just over, just under a month ago, maybe. So we did take some time off to refresh. We're both, you know, we're both getting in uh, to our running for this coming year. We have a lot of races coming up. So I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot more when Zach comes back, maybe next week or the week after. I'm not sure when he's back from holiday, but we do have plans to catch up. And we will, we will make sure that we talk to you a little bit about our plans, what's coming up. And we've got some awesome stuff in store for you. So what I wanted to come and talk about today was, now I've not made it a secret that I like coffee and I'm going to take a sip right now. Hold on. Mm, Nectar of the gods. Uh, So I've not made it a secret that I am not a fan of New Year's resolutions. I don't like them. I think they are a waste of time. I mm, Maybe not a waste of time, but certainly... They, to me, in my eyes, in my humble opinion, they set you up for failure. Now, I'm not saying that everybody who sets a New Year's resolution is going to fail or is not going to hit their goals, but I will say that a majority of people, and let's be honest here, that have New Year's resolutions don't stick to them. And so what I'm going to talk a little bit about is why that is, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how you can fix that and what you can do to go about you know, planning out your coming year, your lifestyle change, what have you, to better suit you than, say, a resolution. So we're going to do this thing in a bit of a list-type episode, like, you know, what we used to do and what we do every now and then now. So New Year's resolutions. Here's the first list is why I don't think that they work, Why, why everything that goes wrong with New Year's resolutions and why they fail. Before I do that, though, I do want to talk a little bit about two different types of personalities, okay? So there are two types of personalities when it comes to hitting goals. There are gray areas, of course. There are mitigating circumstances, which, you know, can change these things, you know, health, injury, what have you. But for the most part, there are two types of people, and those are watchers. So watchers are people who have a lot of you know, ideas about what their fitness should be and they want to plan these goals and they want to do these resolutions and they're going to start everything on Monday or they're going to start everything on the first of the year and they watch everything and they keep telling you, yeah, 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 I'm going to start, I'm going to start. And then they they never actually do. Maybe they do for a little while, but for the most part, they're watching other people, you know, hit their goals because they're not following through enough with their own actions. And the next type of person is a doer. So the doer is the person that no matter what, they're sticking to their goals. If they mess up, they're not going to let that, you know, destroy them for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month. They're going to pick up right where they left off and they're going to go. Prime example, a watcher has a cheat meal. They decide, well, I've already had a cheat meal. The rest of the day is sacrificed. I might as well just eat junk for the rest of the day. Going further to that, they might say, oh, you know, it's Thursday. I might as well just junk out the rest of the weekend and start again on Monday. Whereas the doer will have a cheat meal and they might mess up. Even 
actually, to be honest, the doer probably plans their cheat meals, so they're ready for them. But if they don't, and they have a cheat meal and they screw up, they're not going to let that mess with them for the rest of the day. They're just going to get right back on the wagon and start fresh. All right, well, I had a cheat meal. Better get right back on the wagon, have a healthy meal next, have a lot of water, make sure I don't miss my workouts, and I just keep going. I'm not going to let this turn into an all-day or an all-weekend binge. So those are the types of people. And I find the most part that watchers are the ones that set these resolutions. I'm not saying that that's always the case. I'm not saying that this is directed toward you, particular specific listener. It might not be, but it might be. So, five reasons why I don't believe that New Year's resolutions work. Number one, you right off the bat lack importance. Right, right, right away. So the reason why I say that is because anything that is important to you to set a goal but not important enough to you to start it right now is not something that you're going to probably follow through with. Like if you're already in the mindset that, all right, well, I want to do this. I want to make this lifestyle change, but I'm not going to do it until the first of the year or I'm not going to do it until Monday. Well, why don't you just start it now? Like why wait? Why do you have to make it a New Year's resolution? Place the importance on it. If, it. if it's important enough to you, it's important enough to start now. Not two weeks from now, not three days from now, not a month from now, not with the new year, not with the Monday. Start it now. So a New Year's resolution is already telling you that it's not important enough for you to start it right now. Number two, you lack motivation. Motivation is, well, you lack motivation slash dedication. Motivation only gets you so far. Motivation is, you've just watched Rocky again for the 37th time, and you're like, right, I'm going to go out for a run, and I'm going to eat raw eggs. Don't eat raw eggs, by the way. Uh, and I'm going to like get really in shape. Dedication is what takes you past that. So motivation is the thing that gets you off the couch. Dedication is the thing that gets you across the finish line. So if you don't have that, if you can't find that dedication after the motivation or even the motivation alone, and you're just doing it because you think it's the right thing to do, you might want to address some things and figure out what is important to you. What is your why, which we'll get to in a little bit. Number three, you're not seeing results. You're not seeing results right away. So, you know, you started your resolution, you, you've gone to the gym for a couple of weeks, you're not seeing results or as fast as you'd like. And so... You think to yourself, well, what the hell is the point? Well, fitness is not linear, okay? Fitness is not linear. So what does that mean? It means it's not always going to be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It's going to be A, Q, B, D, back to A, F. It's like it goes all over the place. But over the course of time, that will progress in the right direction. Like if you ever look at my Strava progress, uh, you know, if, if you have a subscription to Scraba, uh, Scraba, Strava, you can see your progress, uh, your fitness progress and how it's, well, progressed over the years. So if I look at my fitness timeline over the last two years on Strava, it's a very interesting thing. My fitness has increased by 252% over the last two years, according to Strava. It's a guideline. It's not exact. But in that two years, there are a lot of peaks and valleys in my fitness. And I got to tell you, there's as many valleys as there are peaks, and they're just as deep as the, as, 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 as the peaks are high. But no matter what, so basically you start from that first point two years ago, and you look at now, 
And the two points are on very different levels. That point now is much higher than it was then. But in between there, it goes up and down and down and up and up and down and down and up. So you're constantly peaking and valleying. And that's normal. Like you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have times when you need extra recovery. You're going to have times where you feel like you're not as fit. But as long as you keep consistent, you will get to the place that you want to go. And it will progress in the right direction as long as you're not doing anything silly. So don't look for results right away. Don't look for a linear journey. Number four, you have no long-term plan or goal and you have no short-term plan or goal. I want to get fit. Great. What's that mean? I don't know. Okay. So what the hell is keeping you going? So if you want to get fit, now of course this being a fitness podcast and a running podcast, I'm using that as the example, but you can apply this to anything. Smoking, work-related stuff, family-related stuff, you know, what whatever your resolution is, you have to look at all of these factors, right? So no long-term, no short-term goal. I want to get fit. Well, all right, what's a short-term goal? Could be, hey, that 5K race. I want to I want to run a 5K without, you know, stopping to walk. Great. What's a long-term goal? Oh, uh, I think I would like to run a marathon or I would like to make my, I, I would make the running a normal part of my routine. Not necessarily always training for a race, but normal part of my fitness regime. And then this way you have constant goals and you have things that are always on the calendar and you have things that you can look forward to. Because I got to tell you, when you're trying to be fit, you're trying to get fit and there's no end game or there's no, there's nothing that you're looking forward to, it kind of, it can get stale. Like I find that my off-season workouts sometimes are the least fun or the least motivational because I've got nothing in the, in the, in the short term, but I do focus, then I focus on my long-term stuff. So you have to be able to go back and forth between those if you want to have any hope at surviving the fitness game. (laughs) And number five, I already spoke about this a little bit. You don't have a why. So what is your why? So a why is different from a goal. Your goal could be a race. Your why could be, well, I want to be healthy for my kids, my family, myself. I want to feel better about myself. I have a, have a client right now who wants to, Mike, we've, we've had him on the podcast a couple times. Mike did the fullest on Instagram. Follow him. His, one of his whys, and you can have more than one, one of his whys is to, is to help other people on their journey and to spread awareness about his journey so that he can help inspire others. And that's kind of, that's, that's what fitness professionals do, right? That's what fitness enthusiasts do. It's not only about them. They want to make it about other people and that's fine. Like part of your why, if you want to be healthier for your family, that's certainly, yes, of course it's about you, but it's also about your family. So you have to have a why. So those are the five reasons that I don't believe a resolution work, uh, a resolution works. (laughs) So number one, you lack importance. Number two, you have no motivation or dedication. Number three, you're not seeing the results because you don't realize that fitness is not a linear journey. Number four, you have no goals. And number five, you have no why. So, okay. Now, the reasons how, well, not the reasons, but the ways that you can change having a resolution or having a goal and the things that you have to have in mind to make sure that you give yourself the best possible chance of success. Now, failure, of course, is always going to be part of any journey, but failures don't have to be 
for silly reasons like not having the importance or not having the motivation or not or quitting because you're not seeing the result or you know quitting because you you didn't set a plan in place or having no why failure should be you tried and you failed because it just wasn't within your grasp yet but you can learn from that and then you can figure out how to get it within your grasp later on okay so number 1 you've got to have your why that it just goes back to the fifth of the last list. You have to have your why. Figure out what that is. It's so important because that's the thing that's going to keep you going. Even with goals, long-term, short-term goals, you know you're you're going to need to change them constantly. And your your goals, like those types of goals, can't be the reason why you keep your fitness up. Because once you hit them, or once you do them, if you don't have a why in place. You're going to get to those goals, you're going to reach those goals, you're going to hit that race, and you're not going to have anything to look forward to, and you're not going to know what the next step is. So that brings us to number two, have the short and long-term goals. So that, it does go hand in hand with the why. You, like, yes, if you have just the goals, you're, in terms of specific events, you might not make it, and you might not reach the, the goal, the ultimate fitness level that you want, which there's no such thing. There's no ultimate fitness because once you reach one level, you're going to want to get to the next. And you can't just have a why because if you have a why, but you have nothing to work toward, well, it's, 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 it's a shaky foundation at best. So you have to have a why. You have to have a goal. They need to work together. Number three, plan everything out. Make sure you have a plan. Like I cannot stress that enough. You need to make sure that you know exactly what you're doing. Don't just go in blind. Like, if you want to run a 5K or a 10K or a marathon or whatever, even if you just Google a, 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 a racing plan, it's something. Don't just make it up as you go because that's not going to give you any sort of structure, any sort of organization. It's not going to allow you to see the results, which is something that we're going to talk about in a little bit. So have a plan. Plan everything out. Plan your runs. If you've got three, four, five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week, whatever, how many days a week you have to work out, to recover, figure that out. Plan it. Write it down. Make sure that you stick to it. Like you have a plan, stick to it. Don't just be like, oh, well, it's my plan. I can I can change it. Don't change it. Focus on not changing it. If you stick, if you want to work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday, work out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. If you want to work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, do it. Just Figure that out and and understand what that means for you. You'll know really quickly if it's sustainable or not, and then you can alter the plan. So that's the thing with plans. doesn't mean that it's set in stone. Plans will change, but you want to change them because you're choosing to change them for a specific reason. You don't want to change them just because you don't want to do it anymore. Number four, have an accountability partner or coach. And this is really important because anything that you do, it's 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 much easier to do it if you've got somebody there to talk to, to support you, to go on the journey with you. A coach might help you put together a plan. Uh, you know, a personal trainer will definitely help you on your fitness. An accountability partner, somebody who's on a similar journey to you, maybe you go out for a run with them twice a week or something and you know that, all right, well, this person's counting on me to be there or I need to drive this this week. So you'll be more likely to show up and to get the job done. And an accountability part, uh, coach, like a trainer, 
I always hear people talking about how running coaches or personal trainers are for professionals only, but that's not true. I've spoken about this on the podcast before. If you want to learn something new, you go and find somebody to teach you. You want to learn how to play the piano? You go and find somebody to teach you. If you're looking to get your driver's license, you can go and find somebody to teach you to drive. It's the same thing with your fitness. If you want to be better with your fitness, if you want to be more efficient, if you want to learn more, you're going to find somebody to help you. By the way, I am taking new clients, so I'll leave that with you. <laughs> uh, and number five, track your results. Like, absolutely track your results, because those are the things that are really going to help you see that you are either A, progressing, or B, you might need to change something up. Maybe the results over over time are, and I'm, I'm not talking about over a couple of days or a couple of weeks. I'm talking about six months, a year. Like, you'll know after six or 12 months if what you're doing is not working. And it doesn't mean that you've lost time. It just means, all right, well, it's time to change things up. You're not getting any faster in 12 months. Well, why is that? Are you overtraining? Are you not training right? Are you not training smart? Are you recovering enough? Are you recovering too much? So there's plenty of things there. But you can also look at the progression of your journey. So I have a picture of myself about 15 years ago and a picture that's much more recent. And the results are just insane. It's 15 years of, you know, non-linear fitness, a lot of ups and downs. Like the one photo, I might put it on Instagram. The one photo, I was much more toward my anorexic days. I know I've spoken about that on the podcast before. And then the last, the latest photo is obviously I'm, I'm very healthy. I'm much more healthy now. And, you know, in between there, I skyrocketed. I went from 140 to 240 pounds, everything in between. But... You know, there there came a time when I started finding that consistency. And so my results started just moving in the right direction. But it wasn't linear. It wasn't linear. But if you look back 15 years ago and you look at today, that needle is moving in the right direction. There was a lot of ups and downs, but it's a great thing to see. You can actually see those results. And I would I would challenge you to do the same thing. Take Take a picture. Like, figure out a day, if you're doing fitness, figure out a day every day of the week where you take a photo of yourself with your, you know, with uh, with your top off or in your sports bra uh, and just, like, look at your progress. And I'm telling you, you're not going to be blown away from week to week. You, you absolutely won't. But if you take week one and then you look at, say, week 12 and you can see the difference there or, heaven forbid, there's no difference there, then you know you're doing something wrong, right? Uh, or you're not you know, you're not feeding your body correctly or recovering correctly or working out correctly. But if you do look at it and it is a positive change, that's when you get blown away. It's like you're not going to get blown away in one, two, three, four weeks just looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. But over time, over time, it changes. Like you look at day one and you look at day 365 or you look at year two or you look at year five, as long as you've been, for the most part, moving in the right direction, you're going to see some serious change. So if you want to make sure that your resolutions have the best possible way at succeeding, those are the five ways to do it. Have a goal. Have a why. Plan everything out. Have an accountability partner or a coach. Track your results. So again, I'm not a huge fan of resolutions. I think they, I think they suck. I think... If you want to make a change, just make a change. Make it a lifestyle change. Don't make it a resolution. Don't be don't be one of the thousands of thousands of people that 
get a gym membership in the first week of January and then stop going and, you know, they never see the inside of the gym for the rest of the year until they make the same resolution. Like, if you want to do it, do it. Don't wait till Monday. Don't wait till the new year. Obviously, we're already in the new year. Happy 2023. But just, just do it, man and ladies. Just don't wait because resolutions are there. They're a whatever. So... If you do have any questions, if you do want to reach out and need a personal trainer or an accountability coach or a health coach or a life coach, please do not hesitate to contact me. Melbourne Superman on Instagram, Breaking the Barrier Podcast on Instagram, Melbourne Superman at gmail.com. Um, I'm looking forward to having Zach back on. I'm really excited to start talking about our running and our fitness moving into this next era of, of races. Uh, so for me, I've got... My first race in about three weeks is the Sunset Race, about a 5K. A couple weeks after that, I've got the Spartan. I'm hoping to podium that, who knows, uh, or at least PR it. Uh, I've got then after that, I think after that is the 50K in March. Wow. And then the half marathon in July, and then the full marathon in October. So that's pretty much my year, I think. I don't think I left anything out. Who knows if I'll put some more races in there. I've got plenty of time trials coming. I've got a lot of hard workouts with Kirk. I'm really excited about those. I think my fitness needle in terms of my running is heading in the right direction. So, look, that's all I've got to say about everything. I'm looking forward to talking to you again when I've got Zach back. And, look, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Breaking the Barrier podcast. I hope to see you out there on the roads, the trails, and the treadmills going above and beyond what you ever thought possible. I'll catch you next time.